Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Please note this show contains discussions of disordered eating and body dysmorphia. Welcome to part two of our Body Confidence mini-series. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon and this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to ask a favour. If you love the show and want to show your support, please hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you may be listening. It helps us out more than you know. And whilst we've got you, please come and join our lovely Facebook group if you haven't already. The link for the group is in the show notes. Before we head into the summer break, we are bringing you the second part of our mini-series on body confidence. So last week, we focused more on the outside, the aesthetic, and how to create a positive and healthy attitude towards your appearance. And we tested out nude mirror gazing and interviewed the lovely Karis Whitaker. So if you've not listened to that show, please do go back and do so. But this week, we're going to be talking more about how to cultivate body confidence by looking after your body and loving it from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. How you feel about your body might change over your lifetime. Young children are so rarely self-conscious. They enjoy running about naked and they delight in their bodies. Teenagers tend to be the most critical of their bodies. And a bad hair day can ruin an entire weekend. Listen, oh, I have yeah. two teenagers. Teenagers are the most critical of I would bodies. say they are. Right. And they also don't have the strategy in order to manage it. I think you learn it as you get older, don't you? So also we're surrounded by celebrity photos and images on social media, which seep into our psyche. And we can start to find fault with issues that we never even knew existed until it gets pointed out that we should be concerned about them. Things like Love Island, they don't help. It really doesn't help. But I mean, I saw something on Facebook yesterday about, are you concerned if you've got these two lines on your neck? And I looked at the picture and I thought, if, someone didn't have those creases on their neck their head would fall off so i'd say that's probably just a normal part of anatomy but oh no 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 now we're it's, suppo- a problem. it's a problem it's a problem it's a problem but you know what's good because there's there's stuff you can Is there buy a claim for it there's stuff you can buy to fix that problem fucking hell fuck off i hate this stuff but th- but this is what we're up against This is what we're up against. A lot of us have very complicated relationships with our bodies. You might love some parts of your body. You might hate others. Or maybe you're just not... Let's talk about that quickly then. Okay. What do you love? What do you hate? I hate my stomach. I hate my nose. We've had this discussion many times. What do you love? So quick to say what you hate, isn't it? That Uh, comes out first so easily. I I don't think I love anything... But as I said on last week's no, show... No, you have to love something. Your ears. You said you love your ears. I really and actually your feet, do your like feet. my ears. They're actually perfect. 
Aww. They're actually perfect. I mean, although I wish I could put I would more like earrings to say in them. Whose ears are not perfect? Lots of people's. Lots of people aren't perfect. They're like very big, or they might stick out a okay, lot. Okay, very true. Although I would very like true. a big, a bit of a bigger lobe, so I could fit some more earrings up it. Because they are quite small, so I can't fit a lot on them. I'm very happy with my ears. <laughs> happy with my feet. Good. Quite like my hands. They're all right. They're, there are parts of me that are just fine, as they are. Great. Okay. You know, ask me, or is this going to be a one-sided conversation? On. No, I don't know. Share it. No, forget it. Oh. No, you can have a strop in the middle of the. Well, I think I'm show. finding you a bit scratchy today, and I know you're going to say that oh, I'm being scratchy. Yeah, I, I'd call that transference, but no. I'm not a professional therapist. No, you're quite right. You're not. <laughs> I think we're both a bit scratchy. You know why? Because we've got PMT. At, well, we it's actually my favourite shows. We've got PMT. We've got periods that came a week early together. Oh no, mine stopped now. Just came for a day, vanished. Oh, I am in full flow. I wish I was. Do you? Yeah. I, I, okay. So I don't think I am wrong in saying that you are a bit scratchy because you do have PNT. I think I do. Oh, maybe. I don't feel terrible. There's an edge to you. Mm. Okay. That's all. I, I, I'll totally will accept that. Because if anyone's going to notice it, it's going to be you. It really is. I know. I know. Although I did come in screaming at you. You did. So that's, that's not going to help, is it? That's also true. Well, because you were phoning me. Can I get on with the show now? <laughs> <laughs> you were going to ask you what I love and hate about my body. Tell me, Nicole. What do you love about your body? Love. Love. Um, I love my arms. Excellent. I have very good arms. They're very good. I do have good arms. Yeah. They're toned. They're strong. And I think they're great. And I hate my bottom. No, oh. actually, that's not true. I don't hate my bottom. I hate my bottom without clothes on. I don't mind my bottom in clothes or in leggings. Because I think it's quite pert. Right. And I work very hard to keep it as upright as it is. So what are you saying? You need the leggings to like <laughs> sculpt it up a bit. Well, there's a lot of cellulite on it. I don't like oh, that. So I don't okay. like my naked ass. Okay, interesting. Maybe you're not very positive about how your body looks, but you might always respect it for carrying your children or overcoming a serious illness. And a lot of your feelings might even be unconscious, but nevertheless influencing you on a daily basis. So do you even know if you have low body confidence? I'm pretty sure people do. Well, you may not even realise how negative your self-image is. That is true, especially if these thoughts are long-term and ingrained. If you want to test how you feel about your body, you can try this. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Get a pen, everybody listening. Oh, actually, I wasn't talking to you, Lauren. <laughs> Get a pen. <laughs> Write 10 words that describe your body on a piece of paper. Take a look at them. Have you used mostly positive or negative words? Have you focused on how your body looks or what it can achieve? This is a simple tool and it can really help you to explore your feelings around your body and where you are on the body confidence spectrum. We've done the list. We have done the list. Want to share the list? Yeah. For transparency? Yeah. Go on then. What are your 10 words that you use to describe your body? Strong. Mm -hmm. Injured. I am very injured at the moment. Determined. Older, my body is older, healthy, that is underlined massively because it is very healthy, loyal, loving, supportive, able-bodied and sturdy. Nice. 
And all of those things. They're I all c- positive. Well, apart from injured, they're all positive. But, but the injured is not, it's not a negative. It's just a fact. My body is injured at the moment. So the older, I'm not sure that's positive. It's also just a fact. No, that's, older is not a negative. It's a fact. But it depends on your interpretation of it. My interpretation is not negative that my body is older. It is older. And by the way, my body is the strongest it's ever been. No, that's not true. It was slightly stronger last year. But it's much stronger than when I was in my 20s. Much stronger than when I was in my 30s. So older is not is not negative in any way. Okay, so you'd say 10 out of 10 positive things on your list. Yeah, that's good. Well, I was looking to do positive. Okay. Go on. Uh, healthy. Yes. Robust. Yeah, I knew you were going to use the word robust. Funct- you love that word. Functioning. Yes. Soft. Oh. No, I actually meant that as a positive. Okay. It's soft. It's not like a hard body. Like it's a soft, it's a feet, it's a womanly body. Like feminine. Yeah. Is that what you mean? I, I meant it as positive. Okay. Flabby. That's not a positive. That is not a positive. Acceptable. Aging. That's also not massively. Aging. Proportioned. Lived in. Trustworthy. Okay. Mainly positive. Mainly. Flabby. Not so positive. Well, but factual. Flabby round the middle. It's fact, not fiction. It's it's your perspective of flabby because someone could have a different, they could look at your body and think, wow, I mean, I wish I was, you know, I wish I had that little body fat on me. Mm. And they wouldn't call it flabby. So I don't know if, I don't know if that is a fact. It's my fact. No, it's your perspective. Okay. I would say. I'm, I'm, I'm withholding the right to have that perspective for now. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's mine and I think it's flabby. So it only really matters <laughs> how I feel about it. it. That is true. It does only matter how you feel about it. But, but we are trying to discuss it. I know. Because we're making a podcast. Are we? Yeah. I thought we were just sitting in a studio chewing the fat. That's how it goes, <laughs> right? And then we give our opinions on things. Right. And sometimes we unpick it, and yeah. sometimes we discuss it. And mm. a lot of the time we disagree. Mm-hmm. And then what? We're going to do, like, do a practice and test it out? And then we release it. Oh, Into great. the real wide world. And really? Other do. people are going to hear or this? Or you can just tell me your opinion and I can be quiet. It's totally up to you. <laughs> no, that's a podcast I'll do on my own. You're doing podcasts on your own? No. Would you do a podcast on your own? What would it be what about? What the fuck would I talk about? What would you talk about? I've no idea. <laughs> God, what are you talking about? You can do a podcast on your own. Um, cooking? Oh, yeah. Um, childbirth? Yeah, I could definitely do one on childbirth. I don't really want to talk about that anymore, but I could. Yeah. Uh, dog walking? That wouldn't be very interesting. Cakes? Cakes. Telly? Books? Telly. I could have my own book club. Could. What are you going to do a podcast on on your own? Oh, female empowerment. Nice. Exercise, strength training and conditioning in your forties. I could do that. The midlife guide it's to strength training <laughs> and conditioning in your forties. It's a snappy <laughs> title for a pod, right? With Nick Hogan, <laughs> <laughs> the former host of the Self Care Glove. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, Strength and Conditioning for Middle Aged Women, hosted by Nicole Goodman, former host of the Self Care Club. I wouldn't want to do that podcast. No? No. You could have some great guests on. Who would I have on? I don't know. You're asking me to name people <laughs> in the fitness world. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
Name me 10 authors who I'm going to have on my book club. You could have Glennon on. You could have oh, Brene Brown on. wish. You could have no, Jay fiction. Shetty on. No, no, it's a fiction podcast. Okay. It's not about... Taylor, what's her face, Jenkins. You Taylor have... Jenkins Reid. Her, yeah. you yeah. can have her on. Yeah. I don't want self-improvement authors on mine. I want it to be a fiction book club. Podcast. You're moving away from the self-improvement space. Yeah, I've moved away. Oh, you're done. It's a new show. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Okay, so we're not, you're not in the wellness space anymore. No, no. I'm still in the wellness space. Just so you know, clubbers, I've still got your back. Lauren is deserting us completely. Well, I'd just say I'm diversifying. Branching out. Mm. Abandoning us. Anyway, for this week, let's do this one. Shall we? Yeah. So you're open to discussing it. I think so. Great. So that's our list. They weren't too bad. They're okay. They're okay. We believe that a good way towards cultivating body confidence is by caring for it, don't we, Lauren? Yes. We actually agree on this we one. We do. Loving it and nurturing it. Focusing on what your body does you are not just your body you are a great person who lives in a body so what ways do you choose to take care of this shell that you will live in forever and that makes you feel good about yourself it's the only home you will forever live in your it's body true. the only home it makes sense that when we feel and look good it means we have confidence to go about our life in a positive and productive way yes so can you write a list of 10 things that you do for your body to support it? I mean, you probably could. I probably couldn't. I definitely could. Yeah. Are you asking, are we asking each other or are we asking the listener? It's just a kind of question. How do you feel that looking after your body, with all that said on a serious note, how do you feel that that, do you feel that creates body confidence? And if so, how? I don't feel I am a particularly marvellous example no, I of think, someone I who think goes about... Really, you should have asked me the question. Probably I should, and mm. I will. But you've already asked me, so I'm answering it now. <laughs> As our weeks will show, I don't think I'm the best example of a person who goes around looking after their body beautifully. And I think... I don't want to conclude before we've even begun. No. That, but not... I think a lot of the time I take my body for granted. Yeah. And you? Um, I, I totally believe that looking after yourself and taking some time for self-care <laughs> is really important. I mean, <laughs> I do. when we set and up also, the podcast, we kind of understood that the premise from day one already was, I don't really practice self-care and you basically wake up in the morning living for self-care. Yeah, that and was 420 kind of, shows later, nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. I have learned nothing and still that pretty much true. do nothing. That is not true that is not the true. fingers come out that listeners, is the finger because it's not true is it do you think that i am more uh efficient and better at taking care of myself than i was when we started the show emotionally yes oh okay not, i wasn't not thinking physically emotionally. not physically no emotionally yes okay i'll you take are, that you are better with your boundaries you are better at uh, speaking up for yourself. You're better at asking for what you want. You're better at going for what you want. You're not apologetic about how you move through your life anymore. All of those things, I think, have been a massive shift for you. I actually agree with that. And I'm better at asking for help. But in a physical way, looking after my... Let's not I'm better, I'm better. I am better. When was the last time you asked for help? The other day when my friend was coming over and she said, should I bring anything? And I said, yes. When was the last time you phoned someone up and said, listen, I'm in a bit of a bind. Can you help me? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. 
listen to the tumbleweeds as they roll through the studio. We've done a practice this week. It's our own practice that we made up and it's called Body Swap. Should we tell them what it is? Yeah. It involves pretending that you are inhabiting the body of someone else that you love and care about and looking after it as if it were theirs. The po- the point is, right, is that a lot of people feel selfish or self-indulgent by taking care of themselves and taking the time to perhaps go for a walk or exercise your body in some way or feed it good food and take the time to cook for yourself or take the time to think about what you're going to eat for the next 48 hours or take the time to drink some water or take the time to take a 10 minute break away from your desk and go and get some fresh air in the middle of your working day like certain things in order to look after yourself gets very put on the back burner because other things take priority but the the truth is there is nothing more important than your health because without your health you have nothing but imagine for example you're babysitting the body of your teenage daughter would you feel like you were looking after her by lying down all day and eating haribo or would you want to give that body fresh nourishing food and get her up and moving around like we know the answer to this and that is basically what we tried to practice this week imagine you're babysitting your body someone else's body in your own body because we wanted to give the different perspective of if you can't do it for yourself, do it for somebody else. So having that perspective of I'm looking after my daughter's body this week and I have to treat it respectfully will hopefully push you into a more positive mindset to make better physical choices for the body. Yes. That's what we did. And that's what we did. For a whole week. So we've swapped bodies. Yeah. That's what we've done. So I'm looking after Lauren's body. Yeah. And I'm looking after yours. God help me. I think. And you're looking after mine. Yeah. So once we came up with this practice. I think we should play the first voice note. Yeah, we made a little voice note. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. 
So Lauren and I have made a pact with one another. We are going to look after each other's bodies for the week. As if we've body swapped. Yeah. I'm going to be treating my body as if it's Lauren's. Therefore, I am going to feed it well, rest it well. I'm going to have early nights, Lauren. No! Um, and I'm going to treat it with love and respect because I love and respect my friend. And I want to look after her body that she lives in. I feel like I'm going to have a much harder time looking after your body than you are mine. Okay. Mine's low maintenance. You do not have to do 30,000 steps a day. I'll settle for 20. I can't <laughs> do that many. <laughs> I don't do 20,000 steps a day. I do do around 16,000. Oh my God. But we do, it's not about us having to, to live exactly the same way as the other person does it. It's just a different shift in perspective of you treating your body as if i would treat it as if it was yours as if it was yours as someone you love okay what are like the absolute minimum what's the bare minimum for you um it it has to go to sleep early around 11 o'clock okay okay that i can do right, so i need seven hours sleep yeah uh it needs to be fed well yeah Lots of fresh vegetables yes. and fruit and protein. Lots of protein. Lots of protein. <laughs> okay. Um, and and it needs to move. Okay. It also, sorry to tell you, I shower twice a day. Twice a day? Yeah. I don't think I can keep it that clean. Once a day? Once you settle for that? Okay, but if I've then had like... After the gym? A big day, I've been out in town or something, I would always come home and shower. I just thoroughly wash the face. Can I just do that? Listen, it's actually your body. What about the blow dry? Every day? I wash and blow dry my hair every day. Oh my God, you're so high maintenance. Okay, what are your non-negotiables? Um, I don't really need to eat until lunchtime, so don't bother with me till then. I am definitely feeding you breakfast, yeah? I don't eat breakfast. Um, definitely my dog needs walking every day. Every day a good walk in the mornings. Great, that can do. I only need like six hours sleep, but I could probably do a bit more. You'll get you eight can... hours with me. Wow. Okay. And you also won't drink a lot of alcohol. Are you okay with that? Well, I can't have a glass of red wine with my dinner. I mean, you can. I just don't really do that. And I think, <sighs> you know what? It will do you good to not have so much alcohol. Just like a, one glass in the week? Two? Or four. Just to add enjoyment You're to the meal. You're better off to have a nice glass of water. And sometimes, if I want to throw a party, I'll make it sparkling. Oh, <laughs> wow. Push the boat out. Okay, I need like, you know, a shower every other day is fine. Hair wash three times a week. I definitely need my nails done when they need doing. That is a non-negotiable. I, I love it. You don't have to shower every day, you've got to have your nails done. Yeah, so. the, the shellac's got to be on point. And I mean, that is about it. I'm pretty low maintenance okay. in a, as a body. I am going to treat your body with love. Thank you. Are you going to treat mine with love? I'm really going to do my best. Okay. not to. If I can't, like, meet your standards, I, I, I won't abuse it, though. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Let's see how we get on. Okay. I think I just set myself up for a week of failure there. <sighs> That's not good. That's no. not a good start, is it? No. So the day after that, mm -hmm. once the practice had begun... Mm -hmm. We, I made another voice note. Mm -hmm. Have a listen to this. I have just checked in with Lauren Mishcon about how she is looking after my body. Oh, I said, have you shown my body slash really her body love today? Have you given your body any water? And what was your reply, Lauren Mishcon? I had a coffee. 
I said, that's not water. And what did you say? It contains water. And I said, that's not the same. And I said, you're supposed to be showing my body slash her body love today. Would you like a glass of water? And what did you say? No, thanks. It's not going very well, is it? You're not really looking after your body, are you? No. Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> she's, not do- she's not doing the practice clubbers. <sighs> did it improve? Um, to, to be honest. I mean, I can lie to you and say yes, but no. you're going to hear my voice notes and then you'll know I've lied. So, no, it didn't improve. How did you feel about going into the week? Terrified. But what are you terrified of? Looking after your high-maintenance body. (laughs) The fucking protein alone is enough to send me to an asylum. What do you mean? That's very dramatic. That is very dramatic. The protein alone is enough to send me to an asylum. I tried to give you an avocado the other day and it was like the most complicated sandwich. It wasn't complicated. You liked my sandwich in the end. You said it was delicious. It was delicious. (laughs) It was totally delicious. I find but, your eating very complicated. It's so not complicated. It's so easy. Like, do I want to eat this? Yes, I eat it. That's how it goes for me. Do I fancy this? I do. I'll eat it. That's it. I know, but I live by a different set of rules. I, I understand that. But I'm saying I find the rules complex. They're not, though. And they also, are to me. They're not. Well, I haven't actually ever really explained it to you. Please don't. I wasn't going to. Good. (laughs) Because I actually try to avoid it. Yeah. Because I don't like having the conversation with you because A, you get a little bit judgy. Mm -hmm. And B, also we come at different, we come from it from completely different places. Mm. And I just, you're not, you're never going to understand why I do it. And I don't need you to because I love it and I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. And it's for me. Mm. So I don't really explain it to you because I I know you don't really want to know. I, I don't. So you were terrified. Yeah. Okay. The point of it is just I to... just knew I'd be shamed by the end of the week. Shamed and ashamed. But actually, I'm not ashamed because I feel fine in my body. I feel good in my body. It all works. It's all functioning beautifully. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, if you were someone that was suffering with intense exhaustion and stress I would say I think you need to look at this but I'm not but you're not no no and you're perfectly healthy I get Mm. it Mm. I get it Mm. but the point of it is to give a different shift in perspective to perhaps just take a bit better care of yourself which we can all do I'm just playing my voice notes I just want it over now definitely definitely not winning so far this week my son came home at 11.30 the other night and found me asleep on the sofa with the TV on. He looked at me in a sort of a pitiful way and said, Mum, you know, why don't you just go to bed? And I thought, I am having to be sent to bed by a 17-year-old who is more sensible than me, the kid who goes to the gym every day, showers twice a day and takes himself off to bed at 10.30 every night because he likes a good night's sleep. I mean, I am being schooled by my own child. It's not brilliant, is it? No. But the thing is, at least, at least I raised that child. So I must have instilled something good in there that he values well, himself to look after himself in such a stupendous way. Yeah. I must have sown the seed of love and respect your beautiful body that I made for you. But You I, ain't sown that seed. 
I must have sewn you it didn't. somewhere. Listen, you've raised three beautiful children. That I am not denying. I love your children. They are gorgeous young Thanks. men. They are. But there is no way <laughs> <laughs> that you talk Zach to go to bed early so that he can get up and to go to the gym and to eat what like, that no, just didn't just come from so you. So self disciplined. I'm so jealous. But Ollie's quite disciplined in that respect. I mean, he goes to the pond and he does his wild water swimming and he does his running. And yeah. He's much more disciplined in that arena than you are. He is, he is. But also, it makes him feel good. Yeah, that's what self-care does. <laughs> Do you want him to come and host with you next week? No. I want to tell you that I haven't had a drink all weekend. That would be a complete lie. We were out at Friends on Friday and Saturday and I drank both nights and I felt Thanks. totally fine the next morning. I didn't overdrink. I just had a couple of drinks because I wanted to and I feel fine about that. I did do an extra, extra, extra long walk on Saturday. I thought, oh, Nicole would be very pleased with me. A lot of steps, obviously not as many as she does, but, you know, more than I usually do. And I did shower and blow dry my hair Saturday and Sunday, which felt a little bit extra, but, you know, did it for the pod. Is it making me feel more body confident? I feel exactly the same. That is the God's honest truth. That is the God's honest truth. Truth. Did you think for one second, oh, I won't have this drink because I'm looking after Nicole's body and she doesn't really manage well with alcohol. No, didn't. It was literally like two pims. That was it. That's all that I had. didn't answer the question, did it? Oh, I just didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just didn't want to. <laughs> it's not that I don't love you. I just have no self-discipline. That's really all it is. It's like you always say that. And I, I don't know why I really struggle to believe that. Imagine like a Labrador seeing a steak on the kitchen counter. It's not that it wants to steal the steak or it doesn't love its owner. It's just it has no self-discipline. It sees the steak and it eats it. I'm I like the Labrador. I see you as someone like that because you do have self-discipline. And I, you're I a very measured person. I'm a very measured person, but I have no self-discipline. But that's not true. It's not like you're someone that goes and binge eats or... No, I'm not or, into binging because I'm a moderate person by nature so I don't binge anything it's, it's not my it's not my style I'm not extreme really in no anything. you're not extreme in no. anything no I'm not that, that's why I feel generally okay but I'm, that's probably why you don't have to have discipline you know that's probably what that that's a very interesting point because I am extreme in everything therefore like my I, husband therefore I have to have discipline mm. I have to be disciplined with my food otherwise I'm just binging shit all the time and I, then I would feel like shit I'm never ever going to be the person who if you put a tub of ice cream in front of me would finish the pot I mean never. I, would, I would never so easily finish okay. the pot I can't it, I would blink and it would be gone no I just that would my daughter never opens happen. a massive bag of crisps and I said to her the other day she was like the Tyrrells I mean I just love them, oh, I love them. so she's like do you want I said like, if I have one mm. I'm having the whole bag so mm. I didn't have any. I am so all okay. or nothing. Right. So I think that's why I'm so disciplined. I'm just the exact opposite. Yes. And so, I think maybe that's why Ollie is so disciplined because he's he the has to be. Because yeah. he's similar to me. Yeah. He's got an addictive nature yeah. and he's all or nothing. Yeah. And I'm just not at all like that. So I'm that's, very, in that's very interesting. So you haven't had to learn that discipline because I, it's I not, not self-destructive if you don't have it. I, I guess not. It's interesting though, isn't it? Maybe it's that. 
I can't remember what this voice note is. It's bound to be not good. So I'm sitting down this afternoon with a cup of tea and a slice of homemade cake. And I was thinking, oh, Lauren, what have you drunk today? And I realised I had a cup of coffee at about 10am this morning. And now I'm having a cup of tea at 4pm. Now, if this was one of my children who were telling me this, or even Nicole, I would probably say, hmm, I think maybe have a glass of water, darling. And if I was babysitting someone else's body, would I have made an attempt to hydrate a little more? You didn't. Yeah, I did have salad for lunch. Does that count? I mean, no. surely there's water in the lettuce. Uh, the thing I is, is I really do feel okay. I don't feel tired or dehydrated or sad. I just feel <laughs> sad. my normal, normal self. So is this peak self-care? No, it's not. Is it me just going about my everyday life? Yes, it is. I'm sorry, Nicole, you're going to be so let down by me this week. You know what's funny? If I had a cup of tea in the morning and then a cup of coffee at four o'clock, I would be hanging. I would have a banging headache. I would feel exhausted. I would just be in a terrible state by not drinking water. I, I, I don't think we can have the hydration conversation one more time without the listeners actually leaving us. No, but, I wasn't going to have the hydration yeah, conversation. But, I think the difference is, is we just function so differently and we need for such different things. I just, I'm just really, really low maintenance when it comes to what I need to function. I have six, six and a half hours sleep. I'm good on that. I don't hydrate. I'm good on that. I eat what I like. I'm good on that. Can I tell you? <sighs> I'm envious. Okay, I'm envious. I say it. I admit it. It's out there. It's done. I'm envious because I, I need all the water, and I need to be very measured about what I eat, and I need to have seven to eight hours of sleep, and I need to have a certain amount of steps. All of this in order just to function like neutrally, to feel good, just feel good. Mm. Actually, it's not to feel good. It's to feel great. But then when I don't do it, I feel so awful and I just can't feel like that. Do you think that any of that is psychological or all of that is physical? I'm saying that because my husband will be like, oh, if I don't have my coffee and I don't have my swim in the pond, I'm not awake and I can't function but for you, the day. I'm like, you, can you? Because you could function. But you said yourself that when he did, there was a period where he wasn't going to the pond and he wasn't. Oh, he was much more difficult to live with when he wasn't pond there you swimming. Go. Yes. Well, there you go. And it makes him a much happier person. I, I think that does. But like, it will, that proves the point. I don't know. I'm, I'm not into like habits. <sighs> Look, let's, let's be clear here. I didn't judge you, okay, for not doing it. And so you don't get to judge me for doing it. I, I wasn't. No, you were. Who you was said, I judging? Is, you just said, is it psychological? No, that was a genuinely open question. Like, do you feel... It very loaded. It wasn't loaded. It really wasn't loaded. Like, if you were stuck in a jungle or something and you didn't have these things, would you be all right? Would you be really in a terrible state? What, if, like, I, didn't have access, if I didn't have access to drinking water, no, like, I'd be in ask, a terrible I'm state? I'm asking you, like, are you adaptable? Right. I guess is what I'm asking you. Firstly, the things that I want mm. and need mm. are, are not, they, they are very fundamental things. It's called exercise, it's called water, it's called fresh food, those th and sleep. Yeah. Those things are fundamental to living well. I and, do all those things on a much less level than you. And being well. 
Yeah. Right? So so my habits, as you've put them, yeah. on uh, they're not they're not weird. They're like no, no, they're not they're weird. Really functional. Mm. Like like couldn't be more functional that I eat, sleep, hydrate, and move. <laughs> they're like really functional. I do those four things, but just to a much lesser extent. Great. Good for you. Because, you know, I'm also human. But, uh, but I also believe that now that I'm going down this whole ADHD road with my daughter mm. and I'm learning a lot more about ADHD, mm. so I'm now convinced that I have ADHD. Mm. Totally self-diagnosed, yeah. by the way. But I do think that all of these things also help me manage my brain better. The water helps. The exercise is 100% yes. medicine for me. Yes. Um, at the walking is yes. medicine for me and having a good night's sleep. Yes. If I don't have those things, I feel very foggy and cloudy and quite anxious in my mind. Mm. So I do think that that is part of it. Again, that's all self-diagnosed. But, but I think it's weird that I'm sitting here explaining to you why I need to do these very functional things. And the, But... But yours is considered more normal than mine, but I think mine is much more normal and really healthy. Definitely, but in the, much but, more healthy, but in without the, doubt. But in the culture that we live in, it's considered slightly more uh, not obsessive, but slightly more unusual. Well, it's very—I would just say—it's very intentional. Whereas yeah. I kind of just but, what, but what that should be life. the norm. But that's the point. That should be the norm. It probably should be. It, it's not debatable whether it's healthier or not. It's healthier to live the way you live than but, it is the way I live. You, you look but, after your body you, better than me. I do. But you putting that question on, is it psychological or is it physical, mm. is that feels like there's, and I, I know you're saying it's just from a curious point of view, but it feels very diminishing when you no, ask Okay, that. like I'll give you an example. If we go on a, not you and I, If if I go on a, 10, 15 minute journey somewhere with my husband. He has to have a bottle of water in the car. Wherever we're going to, because it ain't like the desert, there'll be water I when do we exactly arrive. exactly the same. Right, but, but you're not going to dehydrate in the 10, 15 minutes. So that's why I'm saying that's psychological. You don't need that water in the 10 minutes. But, that's but, in your but, head. But what's the... I do need it. I need to have it with me because it makes me feel better. And what's the problem with it? Because in because you can drink before you go. Well, I thought we weren't you having. When I you thought get there. we weren't having the hydration discussion okay. again. I just I don't listen. Yeah, that's that is a psychological crutch. It's that's not, not a real thing. It's not. Nobody needs to drink Lauren, every ten minutes. Lauren. Nobody. Nobody needs to drink every ten minutes sitting in a car. No one. That's not but what's real. The, but what's the problem? Stop it with the it's not real. It's really annoying me. Stop Why? it. Why? Don't tell me it's not real because that's how I choose to live my life. That's how Ollie chooses to live his life. And I am healthier for it and better off for it. And I don't like the assumption that someone is telling me that it's basically a nonsense that I've made up in my head that I need this water. Hydration is really fucking of important. Of course it's not a nonsense. You need it to be alive. I'm just saying it's the fact that it has to be there at all times. That's what I'm saying. Not the drinking of it of a day. That's perfectly but normal. But you're not talking. But hold on. You're it. not talking about. I'm not taking a flask of vodka with me or a pack of cigarettes. I'm taking a bottle of fucking water. So if that's my crutch, that's a great crutch. It's a great habit to be in. Great. There's nothing negative about that. Is only adding positive to my life and everyone should do it.
I agree. If it was vodka or cigarettes and you had to have them in a 10 minute journey, that would be a problem. Don't do, but do you see what it. I mean? It's it's not a toxic habit that I need of to break out of. Of course it's not a toxic habit. It's a very healthy habit. Right. I just don't get the need, this need. Right. We have discussed this so many times. I know. I am a migraine sufferer. I mean, I literally, I feel like the clubbers are all listening now, like rolling their eyes. Like, I can't listen to her migraines again. I am a migraine sufferer. Okay. So if I do not drink, right, I get a headache and a headache turns slowly into a migraine right migraines feed off of dehydrate they feed off of dehydration and starvation so those two things i'm always drinking and i'm always snacking or eating to always to stave off a headache that's just how my body functions whether you think that's psychological to me it's very real and it feels very physical to me whether you believe that's psychological uh, that's on I, don't know. I don't have know. to do a scientific test for seven days and test it to see whether it is or isn't. I, ju- I just don't like the assumption that it's somehow wrong or it's somehow a bad thing that I'm always hydrating myself. I think it's a good thing. It's a great thing. And by I the think, w- I think my point was really more about adaptability than actually the drinking of the water. But why do I need to be adaptable? I live in a in a... In a in a very cosmopolitan city, like, why do, why do I be? suddenly I, I, need to worry about whether I'm stuck in the jungle without water? I just feel all people should be adaptable. I am adaptable. Just because That's I, what I asked you. But do I, you feel you're adaptable? You're, you used it in a way of me walking into a jungle and not being able to cope. Let me tell you something. If you stick me in a jungle... Even if I have a flask of water next to me, I'm going to probably freak out, okay? Might not be so adaptable. Don't know how to kill. Don't know how to feed myself. Unless there's pineapples there. I mean, I'm going to be a bit screwed. As I'm pretty sure you would be too, regardless of your lack of hydration. I probably would be. But I think the point of this was more about building habits into a day do they become something that you have to have or are they something that you can be adaptable with but what is the problem with having to have them if they are alcohol or cigarettes or something that is not good for you or a toxic boyfriend then I agree that's problematic and that is something if you've got a crutch that is really not good for you that is something you need to look at Mm. but when it is a crutch like exercise or water that to me is a really uh it's a it's it's a very intentional habit that I have very much created in my life to become a habit and it's actually something I am deeply proud of Obviously, if and you're I going don't, to have any crutches, and I don't those are the ones. like it when it gets picked into... Okay, so the reason I'm probably getting as triggered by it as I am is when I went through my, um, my obsessive exercise phase, I didn't know you at the time, and people... And it was obsessive, and I couldn't have done without it. And I was having to go twice a day, and it took over my life, and it really got in the way, 100%. So when people would come at me and say, I, I, you know, I think it's a bit much... A, they were right. B, I couldn't see it at the time. And I really hated it. I really hated people coming at me. Of course I did because I was very defensive about it. Now, my habits, I feel, are very healthy. They're very in place. 
um, and they very much work in my life and they don't get in the way, they just add to it. And I've worked very hard to get to that point, to have all of these healthy routines and foundations in my life so that I can drink lots of water and I can go to the gym and I can eat good food and all of these things. And it's one of the things I'm most proud of that I turned it into something something that was very, very toxic for me into something that's very, very healthy for me. So when it's questioned, I do get very defensive about it because I'm. it's not a bad thing. It's a, one, it's a wonderful thing for me. Thank you for explaining that in such go. an eloquent way. Well, we had a row first, but... <laughs> the rows are irrelevant. The explanation was excellent. So I'm sorry I annoyed you about the water, but there's nothing I could do about it. I still haven't told you my week. I, I'd like to hear your week. There aren't any voice notes um, because the truth is, is that <laughs> I've explained a lot. We've just kind of hashed it out anyway just now but it was a very interesting week because having to channel someone else to look after myself it just did not feel necessary at all no as I'm sure it, you can it isn't for imagine you. it isn't necessary for me so I understood the assignment we came up with it together and I think it's absolutely brilliant if you are someone that really struggles to look after yourself physically then it is great to have that perspective of okay let me if I'm looking after my best friend how would I treat myself? And I think it would bring something much more uh, helpful and supportive. So, and I think it gets helps people get out of their excuses. But for me, this felt like second nature. And like I've said, I've done the work for many years on finding, I said it in last week's show, on finding the comfort in my own skin. Um, and I continue to do the work. And funnily enough, looking after myself was how I got out of that toxic negative uh my body needing to look perfect narrative it was just really understanding my body respecting my body loving my body and that that saying of exercise because you love your body not because you hate it is something I really truly live by mm. and we said that last week right I we used did. to exercise because I hated it now I exercise because I love it and that is very different and I exercise because it aids me in every area of my life. As you can tell, I haven't been to the gym this morning. Maybe that's why I'm a bit scratchy. So doing all the things to look after, I couldn't look after myself more, I don't think, without getting really obsessive about it, which by the way is not looking after yourself more. No. So I already go to the gym five days a week. I walk seven days a week. You know, I, I rest when my body feels tired. I've really learned to do that recently actually. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, we were working the other day and we were writing for ages and I suddenly got up and I was like, I'm done. And I went into your garden and I got some fresh air and it really helps. So I'm learning every day how to better support myself. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where I was this week. But I think this is brilliant for someone who needs it. Yeah, if you choose the right person to body swap with. But you don't have to body... Let's go into summary. Okay. You don't have to body swap with someone. It's just channeling someone else. It's not like you have to make a pact with your friend or your child. Although you could if you wanted... Um, Accountability. That's the word. Yeah. Which which would be great. Yes. 
but you can just think of it as, okay, who do I love? Who do I want to look after? Okay, I'm going to channel them for today and see if it informs my choices in a better way. Yes. That's all. Yeah. But it didn't work for you. It didn't work for me. And <clears throat> when I think about why it didn't work for me, I think it's because I have always very much trusted and assumed my body is and will always be healthy. And, and you know, I don't want to tempt fate by even saying this out loud. Don't do that. You can't. You can't. I don't believe in that anymore. Not, not once we did the week of uh, manifestation. Okay. But I mean, I, you know, I've only ever been in hospital to give birth. I've, I've, thank God, I've never had an, I've never had an illness. I've never had an operation. I've never had anything like appendicitis. My body has never really failed me or let me down or been anything other than well and healthy. I am extremely privileged and lucky to have lived 45 years like that. And and I really, I do appreciate that, but I clearly don't appreciate it enough to go out of my way to help my body on a daily basis with things like going to the gym and giving it water all day long. I don't do those things and it still works for me. It still works for me perfectly every day. And see, my probably body I should. No, but the thing is, the difference between you and me is my body wouldn't work perfectly if I didn't give it water and go to the gym every day. It wouldn't. I would be very anxious. I would be a wreck. I would have a lot of nervous energy and I would have headaches all day. So I, I have to do those things. Mm. I'm pleased that I do them. My, my husband recently had to have heart surgery. Not the kind that you think of with like the triple bypass or anything like that. He had an arrhythmia. Um... And heart surgery is not funny, right? And the doctor kept saying to him, like, it, it's so much better that you are fit and healthy mm. because my husband, previous to the whole heart thing, was doing triathlons and he was training for a half Ironman. And, and he basically recovered really quickly because he was coming from a fit, healthy, strong body. Of course. And I kept saying to him, my God, thank God. Thank God you're fit. Thank God you're strong because it made the recovery so much quicker. And I, for some reason, I always have in the back of my head, I don't know what's gonna be chucked at me. If anything, nothing might be chucked at me, but you I always want to come from my healthiest, yeah. strongest yeah. place. I think, you know, look, at some point, the body is just a machine. We're all just machines and things wear out and wear down and stuff happens and sometimes it's in our control and sometimes it isn't and sometimes it's a combination. But I mean, up till now, I've never dealt with anything that has needed treating or medicating or, you know, Lots of people live everyday life with the thyroid thing or rainers or... What's rainers? Like when you get that blue at the end of your fingers when they get cold. Like, you know, there's a million different things that can go wrong and, 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 I'm, and I'm really healthy. And the only time that my body has let me down, I think I have been so shocked because I live in this assumption that it works so well for me, which it does 99% of the time. Like I'm shocked if I have to have a feeling like, oh my God, something's gone wrong. You know, it's very, uh, it's very abnormal for me. So I think I, I, I may be a little too casual about the fact that it functions for me every day really, really well. And I probably shouldn't be so casual about it. I, I, I don't know whether I agree with that or I don't. I think, yes, you, you're very privileged. I'm very privileged. We both live in very healthy, able-bodied bodies. And that's obviously an enormous privilege. 
Um, but it's quite ungrateful, really, of me to not really do much to help it along its way because it helps me and has always helped me all the time. But because it does that on autopilot, I don't think about it. I am the absolute opposite of you. I am completely yes. Un yes. unintentional. And the, when I'm talking to you about adaptability, I, I don't care if I do eat breakfast, if I don't eat breakfast, I don't care if I'm on holiday and there's a buffet or if I'm up a mountain, which by the way, I never am. And there is no food available to me. Like I, I'm, I feel fine in whatever is kind of going on. I will roll with it and my body will work for me in that. So I am, I can't, I, that's why I find I have, it so hard. You take it in like, in a, in a criticizing way, but I, it's coming from a place of curiosity of like, I can't, that whole mindset, I can't get into it because I've never thought about, I should do this for my, but I've never thought about it. I get frustrated because I think that my lifestyle or someone's lifestyle like, like mine would be in this society considered extreme. And that really upsets me because I don't think it's extreme. I think it's it's necessary. And I think that's how everybody should live. It's like, you know, if you go, if you go out to a party and you're the only one there not drinking because you've, in, for whatever your reason is, for you've intentionally chosen not to drink, you are considered like the weird one in the room because you're not drinking. Less so now, but I totally get your point. You see what I mean? Like yeah. everyone there that's then rolling on the floor and they're absolutely hammered and they wake up the next morning and they feel dreadful and they're eating shit the next day. That's considered normality. But you're the weird one because you want to get up in the morning and go to the gym. Mm. Like that to me is insanity. Because really we should all be investing more in our, I'm not saying I don't get drunk. Of course I get drunk. But we should be health and fitness or just health should be much more normalized in society and it isn't. How can you possibly be wrong in that? Half the problems that go on in this country is because we are struggling along with the US with the most horrendous obesity issue. And all of these things could and should be addressed and the health conditions of many, many, many people would be alleviated or disappear completely if we didn't have an obesity crisis. It's, it's not up for debate yes you know we also well we've managed to debate well, it <laughs> we have but i'm not, but I, we've I'm not also, I don't disagree with you on any of that so to me it's not psychological it's very necessary and it's very very important anyway back on the body confidence how it feeds into the body confidence because we went way off onto a tangent me looking after myself and me eating well and drinking loads of water and exercising gives me so much confidence in my body. And that was one of the initial conversations that we had is how do we feel confident in our body? Mm. And, it do, and it extends so far away from the aesthetic because actually throw anything at me and I do feel confident in my body. I do yes. feel like I can lift things and I can throw things and I can lift myself and pull myself up out of things. And, you know, if I had to lift one of my kids and run out of a building, like I could probably do that not so easily but my body is strong yeah and I often walk down the road and I think like if there's a man there that I feel ever so slightly threatened not because they're doing anything but then I go through that could I run could I could, fight? could I run could I kick could I protect myself and the answer always is yeah I think I really could protect myself and I'm probably stronger than you 
And I feel really proud of that. And that gives me so much confidence yeah. in my body. Yes. And I think that that just turns body confidence on its head. My confidence, I think, comes just from within. I just have an innate confidence. My body is healthy and my body works for me. Because it does. Because it does. And I think it's only when tiny things go wrong, I realize how fragile health is. But I kind of also want to add, I do think that there are aspects of health that are in the mind. In the, as in like, I feel well, I feel healthy. I truly do believe that. And I do believe it helps me to stay well and stay healthy. I agree. Because that's the frame of mind that I I'm in. totally agree I, with I, that. I, 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 my body functions. My body's healthy. My body's well. I, I, but that's what I, you're feeding it. Yeah, I have an innate, absolute, concrete belief in that and that's kind of how it seems to go and I wonder if I didn't feel like that would my body behave differently would I feel yes. differently maybe we know from so many past shows that the messaging the mental messaging that you give your body is very can can feed into it mm. physically mm. the mental and physical aspects they work so together mm. they are totally enmeshed aren't they Definitely. So I guess my my body confidence doesn't stem from ex any external things I do for it. It's very it's a mindset. much a mindset and an internal belief. And so yet yes. again, yeah. three years into this, look how you and I come at the same thing from completely opposite juxtaposing viewpoints, which I think is fascinating. So do I. And, and really important. Yes. Because some people will just not relate or resonate with anything I've said. Or me. or And likewise with you. Yeah. And I hope that whoever's listening will resonate with something that's been said. Or something in the middle. And that they get to find their own confidence mm. within their body, however that is, however that looks, and however you choose to manifest that for yourself, whether it's through mindset work, whether it's through physical work in the gym, whether it's through walking five miles a day, it doesn't matter. Just to have that confidence in your body is, is a really important practice to cultivate. It's vital. Mm. It's I agree. vital. So are we talking about what's coming in the club? I mean, the practice of body swapping, is it going to come in the club? Because it didn't really work for either one of us. I like the concept of considering the body of someone else you love as as much as you would consider your own. Or even more so. I like the concept of it. So do I. And, and I do want body confidence generally in the club. Yeah. Okay. So it's coming in. I think it's coming. Anything that can help nurture it a bit better is coming. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Anything that is that helps nurture body confidence is, is in the club. It's coming in. We're not having a discussion on hydration ever again. Never, ever, ever again. Should we just agree to disagree? I think we, I don't think it's optional at this point. I think we have to Well, agree we can't hash disagree. it out any further, can we? This is just not possible. Okay, so that was our mini series on body confidence. We really hope you've enjoyed mini it. Mini series? It was like a novel. <laughs> it's like an encyclopedia. It was like an audio book. <laughs> Just staying in the audio space. Okay, okay. Um, 
If you've got any comments or you would like to be in touch, I'm sure you've got things that you would like to share with us. Hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or you can DM us on Instagram. That's also an easy way to get hold of us. And we are going to be back next week with a new show. I will be back. Bye-bye.